What do you get when you mix Josh from the Horror Movie Crew podcast and Michael from the We Love Horror podcast? You get another horror podcast. What's up, guys? I'm Michael. And I'm Josh. And welcome back to another horror podcast. How are you today, Josh? Dude, I am doing phenomenal. And let me tell you why. I've been ready to jump into this all day. I've been sitting around, twiddling my thumbs, thinking, oh, I can't wait to get on a podcast today. Even if it's with that damn Michael, I'll deal with it because I want to talk about this, okay? There's like something seriously huge, ginormous happened today. In our society. And what would that be? Godzilla versus Kong came out this morning. <laughs> have you watched it yet? I have not watched it yet. So listen, we were supposed to have a watch party tomorrow, and uh, friends were coming over to watch it. And by the time this episode comes out, this will be long and gone. Fuck, Kong will probably be off of HBO because we record so far in advance. But nonetheless, uh, and I told Abby this morning, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go all day today and all day tomorrow and not watch this freaking movie. And lo and behold, um, I was working. I had to do some stuff on the computer that was kind of like mindless work. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So I was doing that, and I freaking turned it on. And, of course, I'll be honest, it was like background noise for the most part, but when the fight scenes kicked in, I was like tuned in, dude. So while I'm going to watch it again just to kind of take in what actually happened during the movie – from what I have watched of it, dude, this movie is amazing. Yeah, I figured you'd like it. And that was it. That's what I was so excited to talk about. <laughs> I like want to go into more detail, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Even though I feel like, because this episode won't come out until, um, what, April 15th or something? Yeah, yeah. So, like, by then you should have already seen it. So, I don't, I don't feel that bad, but what are you going to do? Yeah, if you haven't seen it by then, then, you know, what rock are you living under? What rock are you living under? What about living you, man? Under. What have you been up to? Um, Just chilling, just working. And uh, I actually, last week, I kind of procrastinated a little bit on my podcast stuff. So, Dude, you have, <laughs> I think was, I text you. I was like, dude, are you going to release a fucking episode or what? Yeah, last week, um, I ended up being busy with work and stuff. And I don't know, I was just kind of burnt out. Like, honestly, like I was kind of burnt out. Like, it's not that I don't like doing it. It's just, I think I've been overdoing it lately. Mm. Like I've been doing, there were a couple of weeks there where I was doing like five episodes a week and I was just, dude, that's too much. I was getting burned out. So last week I, I took the opportunity to kind of take a little bit of a break. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't really all that worried about it because I'd been putting out episodes at such quick succession that I was like, people are probably going to like be totally fine with it so i don't know anymore i was talking to uh mark over at a podcast on elm street that douche and um we were talking like there was a few podcasts that i like so, you know I, i've tried to listen to as many as i can and there for a while there were just so many of them it was so freaking hard to keep up with everybody and he and i were chatting the other day and uh, we were texting back and forth and i was like what happened to this podcast whatever happened to this podcast and i looked and like well, this podcast hasn't released anything since like january 30th so it's like man, I wonder where everybody went. So you, you kind of scared me a little bit. Dude, even though I talked to you like 77 times a day, 
I was like, well, how come you're not releasing episodes, dude? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, no. I just I just needed to take a little bit of a break before I lost my mind. So. You needed a mental health day? Yeah, I'm back, though. I actually just released a new episode today, like right before we started recording. So, um, yeah, check that out, guys. Check it out, even though it'll be it out. six weeks ago. But people will probably have already listened to it by now. But if they haven't, they should go check it out. What was the episode about? Um, so I did a true crime episode actually with my friend Lorraine from the Once Upon a Nightmare podcast, and we did uh, the Keddy Cabin murders. So it was a fun one. I have never done a true crime episode yet, so it was really fun to do. Dude, I think I'm I might actually be doing more in the future. I was gonna say I'm actually really impressed um, that you would do that because those those scare me because there's just so many podcasts that are just true crime pro- podcasts, and I feel like with us the horror movie crew, uh, we do so many movies. Like that's all we do are movies. Um, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I'd be scared to dip my foot in that pool. Like that's, that's tough. So I I commend you for, um, for doing that. Cause that's, that's one thing we've talked about doing and it's like, I don't know if we'll be able, we'll get on to make fools of ourselves cause we're not very smart, which I say every episode, um, over at the horror movie crew. So yeah, I think you guys would do great at it. So Hey, I didn't want you to think I was ignoring you, and uh, we can totally leave this in the episode. But I, I, so Michael hates it when I'm texting and we're supposed to be recording. So he's always like, "Put your damn phone down." But I was my next pick. I'm, I get to do the next pick, and I had written down the pick, but I forgot to write down the movies in the series. So I was getting them real quick and writing them down so that oh. I have them later, so I don't look like a jackass. But um, so that's what I was doing, Michael. Before you start getting all pissy and whiny with W I N E Y. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> whiny yeah yeah Um, yeah i'm also very very excited to be doing an episode with you again today josh i feel like since we only do it like twice a month i feel like it takes so long before we record again so you know i i I very much look forward to our time together it does um what's funny is when we started this i was like i think i had said to you that we're gonna be doing a lot of movies because it's not like we just do one movie record one movie record uh, we're doing fran- right now. We're doing franchises, so it's like, like for instance, the Saw franchise had like eight, I think. Yeah. Uh, this one had five, which you know, whatever. But so we split it out, where we did two episodes a month. That way, we had basically two weeks to watch the movies. Um, but what I found my stupid ass doing is not watching the movies until like two days before, and then I got to like cram five movies in, like I did this uh, time. Except I think I started on Sunday, so I think I had like four days. I think I watched five movies in four days. Um. But nonetheless, I got it done. But yeah, the format's laid out to where it's not um, us cramming movies into a couple days, which I've failed to do yet. But I'm going to take advantage <laughs> of it at some point, I promise. Yeah. Have you uh, have you been watching anything good the past couple weeks? Um, Godzilla vs. Kong. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I talked about it before. Did I already talk about the new Wrong Turn movie? On yeah, here? Did. I did. Okay, I've watched that. Um, Abby and I watched Arkansas with Vince Vaughn. I don't know if I if I talked about that. That movie is really good. If you like, uh, um, it's like a kind of like a crime thriller. It's not a it's not a horror movie. Um, but it it is a really good movie, especially if you like Vince Vaughn. Um, what else have we been watching? I think that's it. Other than what I've been doing for a horror movie crew podcast, because um, we did, you know, we just finished our March theme which was uh mar monster what the fuck was the name i fuck it up every single time it's a march madness march monster madness month or something like that anyway we did tremors dreamcatcher uh we did a 
Krubies. Uh, we did Wolf Cop. That was a Krubies episode. That was by uh, Brooke from Podcast on Elm Street. And then we did my pick was uh, Kong Skull Island in preparation for Godzilla vs. Kong that came out today. So all those are yeah. out and released. Um, and now is as good a time as any to say that uh, if you want those episodes early, you should go join our Patreon and become a patron. You get all the episodes early. And you're going to start getting some extra bonus content as well that we're putting together and, and formulating and trying to make it worthwhile. And I think everybody that subscribes to that is going to enjoy it. So be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited for that. Um, it, it definitely pays to be a patron. So I like I like listening to these episodes early. So, And you Makes- just got those sick-ass stickers. I did. I did. I forgot to make a post about it yesterday, but I'm going to do it today. So That's all gonna- right gonna yeah gonna make a post about that today and uh yeah thank you for the stickers josh hey you you are a patron it's part of the package my friend what about you you've been watching anything um just these movies really and i haven't really watched anything new lately um i watched the taylor swift documentary on netflix again for like the 50th time so you know other than that that's exhilarating (laughs) very exhilarating um i still have not watched the wrong turn the new wrong turn movie yet i was going to watch it this week and i just didn't get around to it i know josh is giving me this look right now like he's gonna jump through this fucking screen and just strangle me i've only been talking about this movie for like the last three weeks and none of my friends will go watch it they're all just doing it on purpose at this point just to piss me off (laughs) and it's working people I will watch it. Don't worry. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Okay, fine. Just relax, Josh. It'll happen. And then maybe we can do an episode on it soon. We should. When we're done here, I've got um, a date with Charlie, my youngest daughter, to watch Hocus Pocus. And then once she goes to bed, I will be watching uh, Psycho. Uh, That's our first episode in April that will come out uh, for the horror movie crew. So that'll be – I'm excited to watch that again. I haven't watched it in a long time. Very exciting. I love how uh, Seth always picks like Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah, Hitchcock <laughs> is his favorite. Um, yeah, we've done uh, Rear Window, and I think that's it for Hitchcock. This will be our second Hitchcock movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's really he's really into Alfred Hitchcock. Seth's an old soul. It's because he's old, so. That's true. <laughs> he's ancient. He's like an antique. You got to be very careful with him. He's very fragile. Mm-hmm. If you drop him, he'll break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Do you want to uh, plug in your podcast, your other podcast for the listeners, real quick, Josh? I mean, I've been doing it for the last ten minutes, so I don't know that I need to go any further. But you know, I'm I'm one third of the horror movie crew. Check us out on uh, Instagram and all on all uh, podcast platforms. Anywhere you get your anywhere you get your podcasts at, check us out. Horror movie crew podcast. We've got. Uh, 52 episodes out now it's crazy to say Damn. but yeah we've got 52 we'll be celebrating our one year anniversary in may we're trying to uh come up with something to do for our one year episode i don't know what it'll be but i'm sure it'll be fun but uh yeah that's us what about you go ahead and plug your other one so i'm michael from the we love horror podcast um just another weekly podcast where i talk about horror related stuff uh, i have a new guest on every week and um i actually today just uh reached 3000 total downloads so very excited about that congratulations man thank you buddy and then on top of that to segue into uh good news and congratulations all around our podcast you and i's podcast another horror pod i got an email like four days ago from this guy uh i'm, I'm assuming he works for anchor 
but uh he said uh your podcast another horror pod has amazing has good performance in apple podcasts rating last 30 days and then we are position 244 in the category tv and film in canada that's not bad it's not bad at all i know i'm like i'm like it's not like top of the list but we're on a list hey somewhere we, we kind of cheated too right because we've got two other podcasts that we piggyback off of so but hey you know what i'll take it <laughs> that's true i i uh remember messaging you that that day and you were like what where and i was like yeah we're, we're on a fucking list somewhere in canada i don't know it's probably a, <laughs> a, a scam that elm street guys made that up and sent it to us see if we get excited or not probably hmm. wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them <laughs> bunch of jerks i know but yeah, that's exciting, right? I'm excited. I have so much There's... excitement on my face that you probably can't even tell. Oh, like <laughs> I can totally tell that you're so excited. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. Um, but uh, do we want to get into what we're talking about today, Josh? Let's do it. We've went uh, 12 minutes. We haven't even said what the franchise is we're talking about today, which is hilarious. So why don't you let the I listeners know? know? So this week was my pick and I picked the Final Destination franchise. So fun franchise. And since I am the one that picked this episode, I'm going to let you ask or answer. Do you remember your first introduction of this franchise, Josh? Okay. So I honestly, I don't, you and I talked about this before. I think before we'd even started this podcast, we talked about this franchise for some reason. Cause I know that you're a big fan of it. Um, I remembered before watching it, I know I'd seen the first one. I remembered the first one pretty vividly um, in the second one. Until I yeah. watched the third one again, I'd forgot that I'd even seen it before. I, with The thing with these movies is everybody remembers them by the opening scene. Mm-hmm. They don't generally remember the na- number of them, I, th- I feel like. And at least in my experience, it's, oh, the roller coaster one, the airplane, the logs on the highway, the... Um, What's the? I'm just, I don't even remember uh, the the race car track and then the uh, the bridge or whatever. That's how they. Re- that's how you talk about them. You know, it, yeah. at least in my circle, it's not. Oh, Final Destination three. It's the roller Final Destination with the roller coaster. That's how we always talked about them. But nonetheless, I had f- forgotten everything about that one. But nonetheless, that's not the question. Um, I <laughs> remember having seen the first one, which I think came out in 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think the first one I saw in theaters would have been um, Final Destination 2. So I think I saw Final Destination probably at home on a video, if I had to guess. Um, but I do know that I'd seen the first one before I'd seen the second one. But the one I remembered the most uh, from initial watches was the second one. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, and I don't know, with me... Like I said before, I think I said this with um, the Saw episode, I was not introduced to the very first Final Destination movie first. I was um, introduced to the third one. So um, I watched the first one that I ever watched was the third one. I mean, I had seen clips of, uh, you know, the other films on TV and stuff, but I'd never watched the full movie. But the third one was the first one I ever watched. And I remember it was when I was in like seventh or eighth grade. So it was a really long ass time ago now, but I was sleeping over at a friend's house and we put it on and we watched it and I loved it. So then I started watching all the other ones. So it was great. So the third one is the one you watched at your friend's house. I did. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, and then where would you rank this franchise, Josh, as a whole, like in horror movie history, where would you rank this franchise? Um, 
I'm not a huge fan of this franchise, um, which we'll we'll definitely get into when we talk about the movies. I think there's some hidden gems, and I think there's some great stuff about it. But overall, uh, I wouldn't rank it high for me. I can just think of all I could probably rattle off four off the top of my head that I think are are better. And then once I start thinking about it, I think this would go even further down. So for me, it's not that great for me. Hmm. Interesting. How about yourself? This is going to be an interesting episode, isn't it? <laughs> Uh-oh, he's already getting mad, look. He's like, it's going to be like the grudge 2.0. Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's not like in my top five. I would say it's probably in my top ten. Mm. And I do want to specify by saying that these movies aren't masterpieces by any means. Um, right. I don't consider them like wonderful works of art i mean some of them are better made than others but what i enjoy a lot about these films is that um specifically was with certain ones that i'll list later and i'll get into it more later but i don't know i just like the the concept of these films i like the whole you know um there's this entity death like coming back after these people after they you know cheat you know, after they get out of this like horrible disaster, death comes back from one by one. And it's just kind of fun because you don't know how each person's going to die. So it's, it's, it's a very engaging experience. I think these movies are fun. I wouldn't say that they're like the most amazing movies in the world, but I like them. I enjoy them a lot. So yeah, I would rank it probably in my top 10 just on an enjoyability level alone. So it definitely has, and this is kind of going into the next, next segment here, but I, it, the thing I like about it is it is a, an original concept. It's not there's not anything else out there like it. When you yeah. look at like Scream, Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Urban Legend, uh, it's, it's a bunch Saw, a bunch of them like that, right? They maybe not Saw, but those other ones have a pretty freaking similar concept, right? Uh, this yeah. this there's really nothing else that I can think of. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure there's people out there screaming right now that oh, what about this? What about this? But for me, I can't think of anything that's really totally like this, honestly. Which I do like about. It. I like the originality of the concept. Um, what's the thing that you enjoy about it? I see with some of the films, I really enjoy the characters actually, and that's one thing that I'll get into also when we when we get into our rankings, but. Some of these movies actually do a really good job at building characters that you actually care about. So like when they're going through this whole thing, you're like kind of actually, you know, bummed out when some of them die. So you're like, damn. And so for me, that's impressive because this franchise, you know, on surface level, I feel like to some people would just assume that, oh, this is just a, you know, cannon fodder type of franchise where it's just like people are getting killed off left and right and they don't really care about the characters they don't really care about character development but there's some of these movies that actually do a really really good job building up characters that you actually care about and are invested in so that's one thing that i find really impressive with this franchise is that they were able to make a franchise that yes there's a lot of death there's a lot of blood gore that kind of thing but there's also at the core of it there's characters that you you know you can relate to and that you care about so that's i i really like that aspect of it we're definitely going to have an interesting conversation then. <laughs> oh, are we? God. Uh, oh, geez. Um, Josh is going to, Josh is going to make me not want to no, do another episode no, with him no, again today. No. Aren't you? You know how I feel about um, negativity and just continually ripping 
yeah yeah no. uh, movies and stuff so that's not that's not even my goal now i will say things i don't like but i will follow i will probably um start by saying things i like about it unless there's this one movie in here that i don't have anything good to say about but we'll get to that oh same um, okay <laughs> The thing I dislike the most about it is, for me, I really feel like this movie in particular is is in particular is written for a younger audience. I think there's just some very childish concepts in it, but I also feel like, I don't know, they're just maybe not written for a younger audience, but I just feel like it's that's the target audience is, and mm-hmm. even I mean, it, honestly, that's, I'm not saying that negatively. It's, it didn't work for me because I do remember when I had watched them when I was younger because you know these the first one came out over 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, I obviously I was younger, so I could relate to it more. Having watching it now, twenty years later, I'm like, oh my god, this is you know I'm not, I don't relate to any of the characters. Um, some of the shit they do is just absolutely asinine. Um, but yeah, just looking at it now, I can see why at that age I probably did enjoy these movies more than going back and watching them now. Um, yeah. But I'll probably dive more into that later. I don't want to give too much away now, but that's probably the thing I disliked about it the most is that I, I really do feel like it's it's geared toward a younger audience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and some of them haven't aged very well. There's a couple in this franchise that <laughs> haven't aged very well. And I mean, they're still enjoyable to watch for the most part, but some of the stuff in them, I'm just like, that didn't age very well at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're definitely movies. Even any one of them, honestly, even the, the worst one, you could just throw on. I feel, I feel like those are movies you just throw on, and you have like a group of people over, and you're just hanging out playing cards or something. Those are movies you can just throw on and have on in the background. And then when certain mm-hmm. things happen, you know, you got you pay attention to it, right? That's kind of how I feel about a few, uh, not necessarily just related to this franchise, but just there's a few movies um, that we've talked about on the horror movie crew that it's like, yeah, we'll watch it. It's not a movie you're going to sit down and you have, it's not like a hereditary where you got to sit down and pay attention to every freaking thing that's happening in every scene. Yeah. You can throw this on and be hanging out, drinking, not paying attention, throw it on on the projector out back. And when you're hanging out and tune into certain things and tune out and you don't really lose anything in my opinion. So that's another good thing about it, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's some things that, you know, make this franchise good. And I think there's things that, you know, don't, (laughs) don't, uh, sit well with this franchise, not sit well exactly, but things that, uh, make this franchise a little corny Mm -hmm. in some aspects. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. But, uh, um, without further ado, unless you had anything else you wanted to say, do you want me to get into the history behind this franchise, the background? Take it away. The Final Destination franchise was an American franchise created by Jeffrey Reddick, and it contains five films in total, two comic books, and nine novels. So the first Final Destination was released in 2000. Final Destination 2 was released in 2003. Final Destination 3 in 2006. The Final Destination in 2009. And finally, the Final Destination 5 in 2011. So, uh... All of them are three years apart up until Final Destination 5, which I kind of found interesting. So, um, And then the Final Destination series was originally based off an unproduced spec script by Jeffrey Reddick, originally written for the X-Files television series and was distributed by New Line Cinema. The five films all center around a group of people who survive a disaster after one of them has a premonition and warns them that they will die. After avoiding their deaths, they all begin to die one by one as death begins to return for them all. Um, 
And Jeffrey Reddick actually wrote this spec strip spec script after reading a story about a woman who was on vacation and her mom called her and said, don't take the flight tomorrow. I have a really bad feeling about it. And of course the woman switched flights and the plane was original. That was, she was originally supposed to take crashed. So originally having written the script as an episode of the X-Files, Reddick decided to turn the script into a feature length film at the behest of one of his new line cinema colleagues. After reading his spec script, New Line Cinema hired Reddick to write the screenplay. James Wong and Glenn Morgan were later brought on board to help with the script, making alterations to comply with their standards. Um, <clears throat> and from what I read, it was actually based off a, a true um, incident of a plane crash. So it was based off the fateful flight of TWA 800, specifically the 16 students and five adults of Montersville High School. So I found so, that kind of interesting that it was kind of based off of a, a real life plane crash so the original script is actually based off of a true story about a woman that switched flights and the original flight crashed yeah yeah oh, that's wild right like the whole the whole premonition thing is kind of based off of that so i thought that was kind of interesting um financially the final destination franchise is listed as the 10th highest grossing franchise in the u.s at approximately 347.8 million um, Final Destination from 2000, which was released on March 17th, 2000, was made on a $23 million budget. The U.S. box office was $53 million, and the worldwide gross was $112.8 million. Final Destination 2 in 2003 was released on January 31st and was made on a $26 million budget. The U.S. gross was $46.9 million, and the worldwide gross was $90.4 million. And that made this the least successful film financially of the franchise. Um, Final Destination 3 in 2006 was released on February 10th and was made on a $25 million budget. The U.S. gross was $54 million and the worldwide gross was $117.7 million. Hmm. The Final Destination from 2009 was released on August 28th and was made on a $40 million budget, which... <clears throat> surprises me anyway the u.s gross was 66.4 million and the worldwide gross was 186 million making it the most financially successful film of the franchise uh final destination 5 from 2011 was released on august 12th and was made on a 40 million dollar budget the u.s gross was 42.5 million and the worldwide gross was 157.8 million in total this franchise has grossed 665 million dollars worldwide so shit ton of fucking money that's wild so four is yeah. the is the most profitable movie thus far which okay <laughs> that's the first one they did in 3d though right uh-huh so yeah. that makes sense honestly yeah um in total the franchise has seen three directors including james wong who directed final destination uh one and three david r ellis who directed Final Destination 2 and The Final Destination and Stephen Quayle who directed The Final Des Final Destination 5. Um, it also has multiple writers including Jeffrey Reddick who wrote uh, Final Destination 1 and 2, James Wong and Glenn, Glenn Morgan who also helped uh, write Final Destination 1 and 3, J. Mackie Gruber who also wrote FD2, Eric Bress who wrote Final Destination 2 and The Final Destination and Eric Hesserer, who drew, who wrote Final Destination 5. Um, and the franchise has been praised for its unique premise and elaborate death sequences. 
And historically, it's gotten mixed to negative reviews as a whole. Um, so I have the Rotten Tomatoes critics consensus here for the first Final Destination. 35% um, and the audience is 68%. Uh, Final Destination 2, the critics consensus is 48% and the audience is 58%. Final Destination 3 is critics 43%, audience 57%. The Final Destination critics consensus is 28% and the audience is 35%. In Final Destination 5, the critics consensus is 62% and the audience is 52%. So out of all the Final Destination films, the fifth one has the highest critics consensus um, in the franchise. So, But the second lowest in audience, which is funny. Which is interesting to me, yeah. Yeah, this... <laughs> I think the problem with the first one, so Final Destination from 2000, it's got a critics consensus of 35% versus an audience consensus or audience rate, uh, average of 68%. I think it's because that movie, having watched it again, did not age well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Which I think I hurts agree with it, that. probably with the critics uh, versus the audience who probably have some nostalgic folks out there rating it higher than it probably should have been. But I think we'll talk about ratings here in a second. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, that's the history behind this franchise. It's made a lot of fucking money for sure. Yeah, it has. I forget. I think I wrote down the um, the the top ten or something. I remember it being in there when I read them earlier. I, I'm pretty sure I remember it, but um, I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, it's wild that it's made that much money. I wouldn't have guessed that truthfully. If you had me guess where it was at, I would not have thought it had made that much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was surprised that it made six hundred and sixty-five million dollars worldwide. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. But uh, yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to throw in before we get into our ratings, Josh? No, sir. I'm ready to rate these boys. All right. So, um, I guess I will go first, if that's okay with you. Yes, sir. Number five. All right, so at number five is The Final Destination, and there's no question of why I put this at number five. I didn't even have to rewatch these movies to know that I was going to put this at number five. This movie is awful. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get negative here for a second, Josh. I know how much you hate the negativity, but it'll, it'll pass after this one. Um, I hate this movie. There's nothing, there's nothing that I really like about this movie. Um, the the opening sequence is really just whatever it's not great they tried to do the whole 3d gimmick which i'm not a fan of i just think it looks stupid and really cheesy um the fact that they made this on this was the highest made budget i believe is that what i read um, was made on a 40 million dollar budget yeah so um they made with the same amount of money they made with final destination 5 they made with this film and it doesn't seem like it <laughs> When you watch the other films in the franchise, this one looks like the least expensive looking one just because of all the the shitty CGI that they have in this movie and the just the deaths themselves are just lazy to me. They're just so lazy. They're not really all that thought out at all. Um, none of the character, I don't give a shit about any of the characters in this movie. Um, I know I was talking to you the other day when you were watching it with Abby and I was like, the only good thing that I take away from this movie is that Quinn from One Tree Hill is in it and Bobby Campo is a, is a hot piece. But other than that, like there's nothing good about the, this film at all. I don't like it. Um, yeah, 
I mean, there's not there's not very many nice things that I have to say about this this movie, to be honest with you. I just I don't like it. It's so boring. Like this is a movie like I have the whole like five franchise collection and I always skip this one. I never watch this one because I'm like, hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to retcon this movie and pretend it doesn't exist. So <laughs> I just I'm not I'm not a fan. Never have been. Um, so, yeah, number five, the final destination for me. That's fair. That's fair. Well, it's ironic because my number five is also the final destination. Final destination. Ugh. I'm calling it final destination four just to fucking yeah. keep in line with the other ones because every other one has a damn number. I don't know why they didn't. This one doesn't. <laughs> but yes, that's also my number five. Um, Thank God. Thank God. Because I was talking to Mark the other day and I was like, I swear to God, <laughs> if Josh puts the fourth movie at number one again. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think the 3D element of this movie kills it, but I also feel like that's likely why it was the most expensive to make with the exception of five um, is because of all the 3D crap because CGI isn't cheap. Um, and it, it doesn't look great. I agree with you. I, I, I really think it honestly, to me, it felt like it could have been a bad sci-fi movie is what it really felt like. Um, mm-hmm. Seth and I did an episode for horror movie crew. It was a Kruby's request for a shark ghost shark. And this had a very similar feel to this movie with the way it was filmed. Um, but I'm not big in the 3d either. I think, I also think that it's a really easy way to kill a movie just yeah. because when you go see it at the theater, like I remember a couple, I can't, which one was it? Maybe one of the Avengers movies, a Captain America movie or something. Didn't one of those come out in 3D or they had it at the IMAX and you could watch it in 3D and it was just like. I feel like they did, yeah. I think it was uh, the um, the Winter Soldier maybe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I, I'm not into it. I don't like it. And then it looks even worse when you get home and watch it. But yeah, I think that's what this movie suffers from. Uh, not only that, but uh, starting off with a positive. Yes, Quinn from One Tree Hill, when I saw she was in it, um, her name's Chantel Van Santen, right? Is that how you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like her. I liked her in One Tree Hill. I was like, like, oh, cool. It's, when you see a movie and you've never seen it before and there's somebody in it that you know who they are from something else, I immediately root for them. So I'm like, oh, okay, I want this movie to be good. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just didn't. Uh, it just didn't didn't happen. But I think she she did okay in it. She honestly felt yeah. like she was playing the same character <laughs> that she does. <laughs> I felt like, oh, this is Quinn from One Tree Hill. Yep. Um, honestly, for me, I felt like this movie was kind of a cash grab as well. I don't think it added anything to the franchise. It didn't add anything to the series. There wasn't any new information you got about death or any new strategies on how to survive death. Um, none of the characters, with the exception of Quinn, and I probably liked her because I knew her, um, they weren't mm-hmm. necessarily likable. I think they really did a great job of making you dislike the characters, which I think, <laughs> that being said, when you dislike... And we have this talk on, on the HMC all the time is that if you really dislike a character that much, then honestly, they did something right because they, I don't think they want you to like any of these characters, truthfully, with the exception of a couple. But like the racist mechanic, you hate that guy immediately. Um, yeah. The other mechanic, that guy, he wasn't likable. You find, you want to like the security guard. I forget his name. Was it Henry, maybe? Henry, yeah, I think. And but then you even find he out he wasn't likable. Right. Well, you find out the guy killed his whole family because he was an alcoholic drunk and he was drunk driving and killed <laughs> his wife and daughter. So then I'm immediately don't like that guy. 
So yeah. I feel like you're not invested when the characters die. So, um, yeah, not to waste much time on this one. But, yeah, number five for me is The Final <laughs> Destination. Uh, it's 100% a sleeper. It's, a, it's not a sleeper. It's a skipper. I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. you can you can yep. definitely skip that one. But uh, Well, you can fall asleep during it, too. So, yeah, there I mean, you go. I just I think generally doesn't sleeper mean that it's like the one that's good that nobody knows about. Yeah, yeah, okay. like a sleeper hit. Yeah, it's yeah, the no, one that is, kind of like went under the radar that you know, most people. Mm-hmm. Um, this and I forgot to mention that I actually saw the Final Destination in theaters. So the only two films of the Final Destination franchise that I've ever seen in theaters are the fourth and fifth one. So I saw both of those in theaters. Interesting. And I just remember walking out of the theater after the Final Destination, being like, "This movie was just the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life." That was up until you know. The Grudge 2020, but we won't talk about that because that ruffles Josh's feathers a little bit. So we'll it, we'll move on. It doesn't ruffle my feathers. I'll be happy <laughs> to talk. But I told you we could do a whole episode debating the legitimacy of that movie, and it would not fare well for you. But not let's not jump into that. Why don't you tell them <laughs> you're number four? Number four. All right. So my number four, and I thought a lot about it a lot about this pick because um, before I actually watched all these movies in like quick succession, like before I watched like one after the other, I already had a pretty good idea of where I was going to rank these. And um, after watching these movies on more previous watch, this film was originally at number uh, three, but it moved down to number four because of just certain things that I'll get into. And this is going to be very unpopular opinion, because as you said earlier, for all the nostalgic people out there, this film is probably high up on their list of favorite Final Destination films. But Final Destination from 2000 is my number four. Mm. And it's because there's just things in this movie that don't make sense. Um, Some of the characters are kind of annoying. Like, I don't like I like the character of Claire, but even then, like you don't really learn enough about her until the second one. So even then I'm not really like super invested in her. I think her relationship with Alex is really awkward and really weird. Like they have no chemistry whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I'm getting through the the negatives. First of all, this is what we can talk about the positives, but I just, I don't know. There's, I like the whole premonition scene when they get on the plane. I like that. Um, I do like a lot of the deaths in this film because I think for it being the first film of its kind, I think some of the deaths are really um, realistic in a sense. Some of them are kind of over the top and ridiculous, but this one is based more in realism, in my opinion. Like the the deaths aren't as like elaborate elaborate and over the top as they are in other ones. But um, I don't know, like some of the just some of the characters I don't really care for, uh, specifically the two detective characters in this movie. I fucking can't stand them. Cannot stand them. They are seriously so annoying to me. And the thing that doesn't make sense to me about the way that this movie ends is that there's no way that Alex is getting off scot-free. No fucking way that he, regardless of whether these detectives believe in the whole death thing or not, he was in Miss Luton's house. He, his fingerprints were all over the fucking knives. His footprints were in the blood. Like, there's no way he's just walking on a plane and going to Paris like six months later. There's no fucking way. There would have been a huge court case. There would have been like all this shit. It just, there's things that they just kind of choose to ignore in this first film that are just like glaringly obvious to me that don't make sense whatsoever. And I'm just like, it, it, it really kind of, like watching this on more recent watch, it really did kind of like, 
dim my enjoyability level a little bit just trying to Mm. like and normally i try to shut my brain off when i watch movies like this because it's like okay like this is just a movie it's not real life but there's some things that i'm just like they should have tried harder with cutting off all these loose ends type of thing there's just too many things that don't make sense and other than that (laughs) i think it's a pretty good film i i don't hate it it's at it is at number four um, for all the reasons that I listed, but I also really do enjoy this movie. I, I, this is a movie that I can still put on, uh, as far as enjoyability level goes. I like a lot of the deaths in this film. I like the premonition scene. Um, I think that Devin Sawa does pretty good for the most part up until about <laughs> the end of the film where, and that's another thing that just the last like 30 minutes or so of this film after, um, the teacher gets killed off, it just kind of just goes off the rails. And right. that, that's that's the part to me that doesn't I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the last 30 minutes of this movie. It's kind of a snooze fest, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's sorry. I'm rambling way too much. Uh, <laughs> Final Destination from 2000 is my number four. So interesting. You think the Internet's going to hate you? Uh, I mean, fuck them, right? <laughs> we sound like, <laughs> we sound like me now. Um, all right. Well, hey. We're two for two because my number four is also Final Destination. Well, hey, one. there we go. Um, and again, I, my first line is I'm probably going to get a lot of crap for this, but um, you know what? We'll we'll take the crap together, I guess. So starting yeah, guess off, so. you know, starting off positively. Um, I think there's a ton of potential here. I like the concept. The concept is great. I think there's a ton of potential. Um, unfortunately, I think it's wasted, but I'll get into that. Um, Again, I can't think of another movie that's conceptually the same. I don't even know if that's a fucking word, conceptually, but it's going to be now. <laughs> um, and I think it laid the groundwork for the other movies. I feel like the movies consistently, for the most part, um, they added new, th- the later movies added new things to it that kind of um, helped you kind of build the framework for how this whole thing works, even though a lot of it didn't work. And, you know, they they still had ideas. I I feel like... Yes, I agree with you. It's funny you say the whole. Uh, you know her name's Clear, right? Yeah, but they sometimes they say Claire, sometimes yeah. they say Clear, sometimes they say the subtitles Sorry. even switch because I, I Abby watched me and I was like, is her fucking name Clear or is it Claire? And she was like, I think her name is Clear. But <laughs> yeah. their whole relationship and and the biggest thing for me was the fact that when they none of them were friends, right? With the exception of Alex and his uh, I forget his friend's name Todd or something. Todd, yeah. Um. They're friends. The other ones aren't friends. The, the Kerr Smith is a prick. Um, Sean William Scott <laughs> hot, is an idiot. <laughs> and uh, Clear, Claire, she's not friends with any of them. And then all of a sudden, her and Alex are dating, and they're calling each other. We were, we were cracking up laughing because at one point, he's like got hurt, and she was like calling him baby, and we're like, boy, that escalated yeah. quick. Because um, it's like right after the train crash, and she's like, baby, you were losing it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is going on here? Um this is the this is the, the where I have the note about this definitely being written for a younger audience um but I do give it a lot of credit because i've I'm fairly positive I really enjoyed this movie when I was younger so mm-hmm. another thing I do like about this movie is I feel like this movie knows what it is and it doesn't try to be something it's not i I know you said there's a lot of plot holes, but I also feel like um they used actors because when you think about it Sean William Scott I believe had American Pie already came out. Yeah, American Pie came out in 99, I believe. So they utilized him in that role. They utilized Kerr Smith from Dawson's Creek because he was popular. I think Devin Sawa at the time was popular. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they had a, a 
decently popular cast for this movie to do well just from a standpoint of people going to see it because they know who's in it. Um, yeah. I think where it falls flat for me is that I don't think Devin Sawa was great as the lead character. That whole fucking cabin scene is just weird to me. All of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, he's in this cabin, and it's like, it's like yeah. he's got it rigged up to where he can't die, but then he opens one closet, and there's like fishing poles with hooks and lures and all kinds. It's just like, what is going on here? So for the most part, it was a little unbelievable. Um, and then that whole clear Alex relationship thing was weird, but... Um, rewatching it now in 2021, I, I'm just like, I, this isn't for it hasn't me. hasn't aged well. No, it hasn't. And as I get older, it gets worse. So that's why it's at number four for me. But I do think it's, you know what I mean? Again, for the concept of it is great. I think back mm-hmm. then I really did enjoy it. So it was doing something right. And I think it did a great job of laying the groundwork for future movies. So yeah, number four for me is Final Destination 1 from 2000. And a question before we move on. Did you did you think that the two detective characters were annoying too? As annoying as I thought they were? Because I think they're so annoying. Like, yeah, just um, so fucking annoying. And it's probably because they're both, like, really shitty actors in this movie. They are both they both can't act to fucking save their lives in this movie. Especially Agent Shrek or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, the, the, the line where he delivered, where he's like, There was a moment there where I almost believed him. I hate the way he talks in this movie and i'm just like Mm-mm. yeah no they know. honestly they didn't bother me i was actually as i'm watching it i was like i actually agree i'm like they're i would feel like they're feeling if this happened like these kids are crazy there's no way this is what's going on so i actually and again i don't know how their acting was i honestly don't remember but i can tell you that i was more in line with them like this <laughs> these kids are full of shit and then the yeah. whole Alex thing, like, yeah, there's no way he's getting off, getting off uh, that easy either. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and one more positive that I wanted to bring up before um, we move on was you you brought up the fact that like you know I I, th- I do think it's creative how they came up with the concept of how uh, death has like a specific design, mm-hmm. um, and he finds that out when he like is researching the explosion. He sees that the path of the explosion leads to whoever you know is next and so I, th- I feel like there's a lot of creative things that they implemented with this film sure but and, and i i do want to play devil's advocate here too and say that since this was the first film like they had a lot to improve upon after this film and i feel like they did that pretty good with the other films so, so with this being like the first film i don't want to judge it too harshly just because it was the first one and it did like as you said before did lay the groundwork so i do want to i do want to specify that i do enjoy this film like i feel like i was just talking so much you know negative stuff about it but i do really enjoy this film i understand why people love it so much i do appreciate that it 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 you know started this franchise obviously i i really enjoy it it's just some things haven't aged well and so as an on an enjoyability standpoint this is like one of the last movies i put in to watch Mm mm-hmm so, or, or I'll start watching it and I'll watch like the first half of it and then kind of just shut it off after, uh, the teacher dies. Cause that's like the last interesting scene in like the first half of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is just, for me, it's just meh, whatever. <laughs> so sorry. I rambled on for again, a long time again. You're good, my man. Apo- my apologies. You're good. <clears throat> Why don't you tell us what your number three is? Number three. So my number three is uh, Final Destination 2 from 2003. Um, 
see, and this was originally my number four, um, but I switched it because I do find the characters more interesting in this one. I feel like everybody has kind of like a different character trait in this one. Um, and, and I feel like the deaths are a little more elaborate in this one, but they're not, they're still not like super over the top. Um, the premonition scene at the beginning is fantastic. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, and the fact that they actually filmed on an actual highway. So what they did was they cut or they, they shut off like a length of highway. And so like anytime you see cars driving by, they were just driving in a continuous loop. Like they were just driving back and forth, back and forth. So it's like they use this one little stretch of highway. And so like when you actually see the cars crashing and stuff, those are real cars. Like they didn't actually, you know, all of it's real, all of it's practical. So I think that's really cool that they did that. Um, so the, the opening scene is really cool. I really enjoy that. Uh, I like how I like how when these movies go on, you get like little subtle um, hidden signs throughout this movie that reference to Flight 180 and the original. Like uh, when they're in the dentist's office, you can hear Rocky Mountain High playing in the background when he's looking at the fish tank. And just like little stuff like that, if you're paying attention, you can see like uh, 180 in some parts or stuff like that. I, th I think it's really fun. I think this, I also, as far as the design goes, this is one of my favorite um, ways that they implement like the design of death, how when they're having that conversation in the car and they're all talking about how they were supposed to be at this specific place, but because of what happened in the first one, specific events in the first one, prevented them from going and they would have died. So now death is coming back around to tie up all the loose ends. I found that very interesting. I liked that whole aspect because then you're like, okay, that makes sense why death is working backwards. Cause in this one, it, it does work backwards. So like people that died last actually start dying first. So then you're like, what? <laughs> so first, first it's a little confusing until you get to that scene and you, and you understand why. Um, I also really liked the character of Allie Larger in this film. I think she has much more to, go off of in this one i like her character a lot more and i'm invested in her character so that when she dies in the end spoiler alert for people who haven't seen this one when she dies at the end it does it does bum me out because i'm like oh damn i was really wanting her to pull through and like actually live through this <laughs> um i also really like the acting in this one i think the acting in this one is much better than the first for sure um i think aj cook does a really really good job in this film um there are some cheesy things though getting into the negatives here for a second the whole like some sometimes when she sees certain signs and stuff, I think it's kind of cheesy, and I think it's kind of weird that. I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll disagree with me on this, but do you think it's weird that like other people can see signs too? Like everyone else can start seeing stuff other than her. Well, I guess that's not. Never mind. Just cut that part out because they can do it. They do it in the first one too with clear. But, um, I don't know. Just ne as far as negatives go, um. And I think that the it was probably because they're older people. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I liked the characters more in this one, but at the same time, it was also kind of bland in some parts. Like there's some parts that I'm just like, eh, pass, you know? Mm -hmm. but other than that, I think this film, for the most part, is one of the better made ones, which surprises me because the director that directed this one also directed the fourth movie, which is the worst one in the franchise. So I'm like, how did you go from making final destination two, which is actually a pretty decent movie in the franchise to making this fucking <laughs> hunk of shit? I don't, I don't understand it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as that goes, um, that's why I love this movie. Uh, it's at my number three. So final destination two. So I guess we'll see if we're uh, going three for three now. 
This is where I'm going to uh, have to stray from the pack here. So my number three is going to be Final Destination 3. Uh, I knew that was coming. Um, So this isn't my favorite premonition, but it's probably the most terrifying for me because as I get older, um, I used to love roller coasters as a kid, but as I get older um, and since I've had kids, I hate the damn things. I told my wife this, Abby, I told Abby this last time we went to, so we have Kings Island here in Ohio. Um, I didn't enjoy a single second of riding any ride. Like I hate it. Like I don't like this to me. I'm like, this, this isn't worth it. There's no reason for me to get on this freaking roller coaster. Um, and it's even worse when I'm riding one with one of my kids. So, uh, but yeah, so that like this terrifies me, this opening scene, it's not my favorite opening scene. We'll get to that later, but uh, it is the one that scares me the most just personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one glaring thing, and I think what really put this number three, because I honestly had flip-flopped a bunch of these around, um, and then finally today, I, because I had already had the reasons written down, I was just flip-flopping around where they were at rank-wise, but I think the thing, the, the thing that moved this one up for me was the fact that I had seen it and fucking forgot I'd ever seen it. So yeah. I was like, can I put it ahead of this one if I had watched it already and I didn't even remember watching it? So that's kind that kind of hurt it. Um, but getting into the positives, I, I really like the character of Elizabeth played by Mary Elizabeth Winston. I know she's one of your favorites. Um, uh, it's, it's not Elizabeth. It's Wendy. Sorry. Oh, is it Wendy? Yeah, it's Wendy. It's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, my bad. Wendy. Well, you here's said the Elizabeth. Thing. <laughs> I know, dude. I don't know what's going on. My fucking autocorrect, which does it on my text too, is awful. But yes, yeah. I do like that character a lot. Um, but Honestly, other than her, the other characters are, are hit or miss for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I really hate those two ditzy girls. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were having a conversation about that. You you couldn't stand them. I could not stand them. Um, but I, here's the thing about them is I do think, even though I dislike them because I have been around people like that that I can't stand, I don't think it's just I don't like them because they are like these over the top people because I really do think that they portray an actual type of person like the girls that um, when they went up to her at when she's staying out in the rain after all this happened they're like oh do you you know we're going tanning after school or whatever today do you want to go with us and they give her a number like as they're walking back they're like we're so nice that was so nice of us yeah and then um well, yeah. I love how they walk up to her too. They're like, "When? So that we're ready for graduation tonight? We're going to the tanning salon after this, and we are so totally cool. If you want to come with, yeah, totally. Just like talk if you want." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I hate these people. Uh, yeah. Another positive is the nail gun kill. I love the nail gun kill. I think that is is very very cool. Um, probably one of my favorites in the franchise. Um, but I also like in this movie how they thought they actually had a viable solution to survive. And obviously at the end we see that it doesn't work. But again, I like the fact that they actually came up with a solution and implemented it and then tried to survive versus kind of what happened in the first one where they're just trying to survive basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that for me, this is just where it happens to be slotted in at. Um, is at number three. So f- number three for me is Final Destination 3, even though I fucked up Wendy's character name and the actress's <laughs> name. So, you know, it is what it is. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Leave it to me to come through in the, you know, in the clutch and help you out with that. I appreciate that. That's why we're a good team. I know, exactly. We uh, fact check each other. Um, 
I'm I'm a little bummed that it's your number three, but you know, I'm I'm happy at this point as long as number like Final Destination Four was nowhere on your fucking top tier list. As as long as that is you know not a thing, I'm happy. So <laughs> I'm happy um, I could uh, I could help you out. Sorry, I knew you were no, gonna be happy good. with it being a number three, but uh, that's why it's, it's okay. my list and not your list. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I'll I'll explain why uh, later, but uh, mm-hmm. um. Number two. So my number two is Final Destination 5 from 2011. Um, I really love this movie. It's one of the best ones in the franchise. Obviously, it's my number two. So um, I, I regard it very high. I think the opening um, death scene is actually really, really good. It looks really good. For the fact that this film was made on on the same exact budget as Final Destination 4 and the CGI and the special effects look a million times better in this movie than they did in Final Destination 4 is just baffling to me because it's like they were literally made on the same budget. However, Final Destination 5, I don't think was made for, well, yeah, it kind of was made for 3D because there are some parts where it like, you know, mm-hmm. but I think this film, the reason why I love this film so much is that I feel like the first so and this is something i wanted to bring up earlier too because you can tell in this franchise when different directors take over for what movies so for example like the first and third movies you can definitely tell they're made by the same person the second and fourth movies you can kind of tell they're made by the same person obviously like i said (laughs) he went from making the second one which is actually pretty good to making the shit show that is the fourth one but you can tell that there's like a specific style with these directors um, where you can distinctly tell which ones directed which movies, at least to me. Um, but the fifth one, I really like how they kind of, with the feeling of um, the tone and like they really, really did a good job with matching the tone for one and three, in my opinion. I feel like one, three, and five are really good cohesive films as far as like tone goes, like with the tone of death and... Um, I really, I just, I really love this film. I like the characters a lot more in this film. Um, there's one that I can't really stand and that would be Peter. He annoys the fuck out of me in this <laughs> entire movie, but I like the character of Molly. I like the character of Sam. Um, you know, there's, there's some characters that I actually do like in this one and I actually kind of root for, and I don't know if you noticed this, you probably noticed this, but Molly is from Frozen. Oh yeah, so I was thinking of the cartoon Frozen. I'm like, who is she in Frozen? <laughs> yes, no, she is definitely from Frozen. Yeah, I figured you were gonna say something about that, but you never did. But uh, I haven't gotten to the um, movie yet. I know. Um, I don't know. I like I like a lot of the deaths in this movie as well. Um, I, I love the whole uh, the first death, the gymnastics death, because I feel like that is the perfect example of what this franchise set out to do at the beginning is create tension. Yeah when you're watching these scenes unfold, you're like, Oh shit. Cause there's that part with the nail where it falls down on the, the balance beam and you're like watching it. And this girl's foot is like literally like inches away from it. And you're like, Oh shit. So like that whole scene, I remember watching the scene in theaters and being like at the edge of my seat the whole time. And like I said, this was one of the only films of the franchise that I saw in the theater and I fucking enjoyed it from beginning to end. I love this entire film. Um, I, I love, 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 love the twist at the end of this movie too. Mm. Blew me away the first time I watched it. I was not even expecting it, which was crazy because like I figured I would have copped it, but I didn't. 
And I love how the twist, it kind of like makes everything come full circle. I really, really enjoy that aspect of this film. Um, yeah, I, I love this film. I don't really have a whole lot of negative things to say about it aside from um, just the character of Pierre. He just annoys me. I like how um, they bring back the Morticianer. I don't feel like we've talked enough about him because he's great. I can't. What is his name in real life? I can't think of it right now. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Yeah, they bring they bring Tony Todd back to reclaim his role in this one. And I I I don't know. I think he's a really good actor in these movies. Um, I like his. I like how they kind of, you know, because there's only so many different ways that you can <laughs> figure out how to like cheat death and stuff. And I think then this one has the most interesting concept. Like you take somebody's life and you get their years or mm -hmm. whatever. And so I find that very interesting that they kind of took it a different route from the other ones where, I mean, yes, it's still kind of, you know, this design, but if you take somebody else's life, you can take their years that right. they have left. Um, I found that very interesting. Um, yeah. Final destination five, my number two, I really love it. I think it's a very well-made movie. It's probably, Honestly, it is my number two, but it's honestly the best looking film out of the franchise, in my opinion. I think it's the best made one, mm -hmm. like quality wise. I think I think it looks very nice. So, yeah, number number two is Final Destination five. So. Great. You did a great job. Thank you. I feel like I ramble, but <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard when I talk about movies that I really love to get everything that I love out and, you know, try to make sure I don't miss anything. So. Well, my number two is Final Destination 2. So that gives away what my number one is. Huh? Um, yep. So this opening scene is my favorite of any opening scene. Again, I don't. it's not the scariest for me because that roller coaster just personally uh, is, but it's this was my favorite opening scene. Um, there's a funny part, though, at the beginning of it because uh, it starts, and I love A.J. Cook from Criminal Minds, too. Um, yeah. But when it starts and they're like getting ready to leave and they're talking to her dad and um, the friend is like, come on, let's go pick up the boys. I'm getting horny. And then they pull up to the exit ramp to get on the highway or, or the on-ramp right there and they stop. And then you actually see the boys in the back. And my Abby's like, those are the boys that she was horny for. Cause it's like this one, like kind of chubby guy, like a pothead. And then this other nerdy dude, but it was like, Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, Honestly, this movie probably has my favorite cast of characters in it. Uh, again, I do really like A.J. Cook, and I think she did a great job of playing. Kimberly, did I get the name right that time, Michael? You did. Good job. <laughs> nice job. I, and to kind of um, go back to what you said earlier, I think that Allie Larder as clear in this movie is way better than she was in the first one, and I think that she actually is a better part of the story versus mm -hmm. that kind of unbelievable storyline she was in before that just in my opinion that just felt awkward and didn't make a lot of sense um yeah and then i the one thing i have to say about that is that she studied this this whole time right so she's supposed to be this death expert on this whole thing just the way she died did not make sense to me like she would be that nonchalant about walking into the the room like that and getting blown <laughs> up in the way she did but i i don't know i just felt like they could have could have did her a little bit more justice um but as far as the speaking, acting of her going, I, I really did enjoy her acting as a character. Yes. Speaking of that room that uh, What's-His-Face is in when she goes to find him, it looks like a fucking storage closet. 
It does look <laughs> like, odd, doesn't it? I've always it? thought that it looked like a weird, like, like they ran out of money on their budget and they're like, okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna make this, we're gonna dress this like storage closet at the end of this hallway to make it look like a hospital room. It does not look like a hospital room at all. It literally yeah. looks like a storage closet. Toss them in the closet. Yeah. Um, another thing I really liked is the chemistry between AJ Cook and Michael Landis. That's, uh, I forget his name in the show. He, he plays the cop. Um, but I thought that the romance there was better than the romantic connection between Clear and Alex in the first one. So I, I agree. I, I did like that as well, which I thought was better. Um, and I also like how this one is is really the movie that kickstarted the theories that we see later in the other uh, additions to the franchise. This is the one where at first any I thought it was kind of crazy that she didn't realize that lady didn't even die. But that if you bring new life in, then it's, it kind of stops the cycle, which obviously doesn't work it was clever now they do come up with the solution at the end where if kimberly dies and is brought back to life it stops the cycle which i think correct me if i'm wrong but is this the only movie that at the end all the characters don't die yes and no because and i'll get into that later um i'll get into that later when i talk about my number one pick but yes if you watch a specific version of the third movie no, mm. if you watch another version, but yeah, anyway, okay. I won't get any further than that, but I'll explain it a little bit later. Okay. Um, and finally, I think that this movie has the best kills out of all the other movies, uh, in the franchise. Um, so the opening scene, great. Uh, just watching that guy burn to death in the car was like, cause we, Abby and I were talking as people were dying, we're like, Oh, that'd be an awful way to go. Oh, that'd be a terrible way to go. And then the guy's burning and it's like, Nope, that would be the worst way to go. Yeah. Then the glass fall, we call him Pigeon Boy, with the glass falling on Pigeon Boy, I think it's great, hilarious, but a great death. Uh, the elevator death is just fucking excruciating to watch because that could... And the other thing about these deaths are they're things that could legitimately happen. They don't get mm-hmm. as far-fetched as moving forward some of the deaths get. And then that fucking airbag death is like... I remember watching it in the theater and not... Obviously, I'd never seen it before, so I didn't know it was going to happen. But when it happens, you're like, oh, shit. Like, did not see that coming. <laughs> so now, like, it's one of those things where you wait for it when you watch the movie again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Final Destination 2. Honestly, I I threw, kicked around 3, 2, and obviously what my number one is. But, um, and this is where it ended up. Uh, at one point, this was my number one, and it got moved back. Um, so, yeah, Final Destination 2 is my number two. Very nice. I also wanted to bring up something that I forgot to bring up when I brought up uh, Final Destination 2 earlier. There's a little plot point and it it, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the film at all, but it, it makes me chuckle a little bit because there's a picture inside Claire's like padded room of all of her and like all of like the cast from the first movie standing together. And it's like that you guys were never friends, right? That picture would never exist. And then she talks about like when they're in the car, she's like, they were my friends. And they're and then I'm like, no, they weren't Claire. Right. They were not your friends. Like you were, no, you didn't even know. <laughs> so it's like, it's like this weird little, you know, plot point that does not make sense to make you feel like to make, I feel like it was to make you care more about Claire. Like what oh, she's for sure. Like, for sure. You didn't know these fucking people. They weren't friends. Like they, that picture never would have existed because they never were friends. She photoshopped it. Just, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's rewriting oh, history. Yeah, but that that's just something that I noticed every time I watch this film that I just kind of chuckle at every time it gets to that part. I'm like, you guys weren't friends. Damn Stop it, Claire. Like Claire. Oh, man. Number one. But. This is it. This is it. This is 
this is number one, number one. And I mean, if you guys have been following along long enough, you guys know what my number one is. Um, and that would be Final Destination 3 from 2006. I don't really have anything negative to say about this film at all. I love this film so much. This is my favorite film out of the entire series. Um, Mary Elizabeth, this is, in my opinion, the best acted film of all the movies in the series as well. I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead fucking kills it in this movie. I think she's fantastic. Um, they put a lot of hard work into this film because there's so many behind the scenes featurettes. Like I've watched it like multiple times. Um, they, they even have like a choose your fate feature. And this is what I was going to get into when I, when you brought up that question earlier, there's a choose your fate feature in the special features where you can change the events in the movie. Like certain deaths happen differently Hmm. or certain things happen differently depending on what you choose. So it's a very fun, like they, they really went all out in this film. I feel like James Wong did a really good job directing this film. Um, I know that you don't like the two characters of the Dizzy Girls. I actually really enjoy them in this film. I think they're hilarious. Um, and it kind of makes me sad when they die because they die a brutal death. Like, they die a very brutal death. Well, like, we did deserve- text about this. They they're died because they're dumb. All you had to do was push <laughs> the board out the one way and you could open the, the one tanning bed. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> it yeah. didn't even. Did, uh, no, I, I, again, maybe it's because I knew people like that. I couldn't stand them then and having to rewatch that. But yeah, nonetheless, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, I, I don't know. Where do I start with this film? I just love it. I love it so much. I like how this is like the one film in the franchise that I feel like does the, the pattern of death the most creatively because you have Wendy who's the main character played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead she um is in the yearbook she or she works for the yearbook at school and she takes all these pictures at this um you know amusement park that they're at for the senior grad night thing and in every picture that she takes of everybody that was supposed to die on the roller coaster you get all these little hints of how they're going to die but you're never sure how exactly they're going to die until it happens And I find that really interesting. That's like the most interesting way that they've taken this concept out of all the other movies in the franchise. This is the most creative in my opinion. It's the most interactive because then you can like look at these pictures and be like, oh shit, there's this there, there's that there. How are they going to die? So it's like, it really makes you, I don't know, more involved with the, the, the story I feel like. And this is honestly the, the one film in the franchise where I actually do really, really care for the characters. Like, to it like for the most part like so much so that i actually feel really really sad when they don't make it at the end like this is the film that i'm like oh out of all the films i wish they would have survived just makes (laughs) makes me sad but (laughs) nonetheless i i just really fucking love this movie i love um the opening premonition scene and i like how it doesn't just go right into the opening premonition scene like you get like maybe 10 15 minutes of just backstory with all these characters which is what i was talking about earlier with creating characters that you actually care about i feel like if this movie hadn't done that i don't feel like i would care as much about these characters but specifically the character of wendy and like i said i might be biased because i'm obsessed with mary elizabeth Winstead. i think she's a fantastic actress um i just i don't know i i really think they do a really good job setting up these characters and making you actually care about them so when they do die it's a lot more tragic and I, I really like the deaths in this film, like the the hardware death where she gets, you know, the nails through the head. I think that's really cool how they um, set that up. But I also think it's cool how their actions in this film are the things that kill them, not really like death itself, if that makes sense. 
Mm -hmm. Because like in the other ones, I feel like it's like actually death itself that's contributing to these, but it's like in the hardware one, like he pushes the thing, it knocks the thing over, it starts the thing, or it starts the forklift driving. Uh, In the tanning bed, they put the drink on top of the, you know, and it short short circuits the, the heating element. So it's like, it's not really, it is death, but it's not really death. It's like them... <laughs> It's their poor choices that get to that place. So I think I just think that's really cool. And I like how they um, implemented the subway scene at the end. And that was actually not originally in the final cut. So when they um, originally in the final cut, the the three uh, Kevin, Wendy and Julie were all supposed to survive at the end. And it was supposed to be very open ended, like whether or not they survived. But uh, I <laughs> all right but um audience members didn't like that so when they did the test screenings they actually um audience members were like we just want them all to die basically they're like kill them all (laughs) so they actually called the actors back and they um filmed the subway scene that you've seen in that you see in the final cut was actually months later after the the test screening so um, I don't know. I really, I really do like the ending scene of this film. Um, I just, oh, there's so much to love about this film. And also I think from a nostalgic sound, standpoint, as I said before, this was the first one of the franchise that I ever saw. So it stuck with me and it's, it's entertaining as fuck. I can watch this movie anytime, any day I used to, there was, there was a point in time where I watched this movie every single day, mm. every single day. And <laughs> my friends make jokes about it because they're like, if I have to fucking hear that love roller coaster song one more goddamn time, like every, they're like, every time I hear that song, I automatically think of you. <laughs> they're like, every time I hear that song in the radio or playing anywhere, I think that's the first thing I think of. And I'm like, well, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. There's just, there's just a lot to love about this film. Um, uh, now that you do have all of the films, I would highly recommend that you go and watch all the special features to the third one. I mean, they have like special features for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the second and third ones are actually pretty cool. The special features for those ones. Um, but uh, yeah, it shows you like the whole process. So um, in part of it, they actually filmed on an actual roller coaster. Like part of the part of the scenes in the film are on an actual roller coaster, but then they had to like CGI it to make it look bigger. So just stuff like that. It's really cool. Like they just really went all out for this film. And I really love the characters. I love, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, obviously I could talk all day about her and how much I love her (laughs) and how absolutely obsessed I am with her, but I won't. Um, I also just, I think this, in my opinion, you said that the second one had your favorite deaths. I think Mm -hmm. this movie has my favorite deaths. I think the deaths in this film are really fun. Um, the tanning bed death specifically, I think is like actually my favorite death of all the deaths in the entire franchise. So I just really enjoy it. Well, not enjoy it because I want watching them die, but you know, it's just, I don't sure. know. You know I, trying to say. I enjoyed it when they died. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> I did. Bet you enjoyed the boobs too before the burns, but no, I just wanted them to go away to be honest with you. Um, which I think I told you that on the text, but yeah, yeah you did. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, and to answer your question, so on one of the choose your fate features, there's um, a way that you can change the ending in the subway scene. So mm-hmm. if you do it a certain way, there's a scene where um, the camera like pans across and it shows like this homeless guy sleeping on a bench and it shows like this newspaper sitting on his like body, like on his chest and the newspaper opens up 
um, and it shows like an article that uh, the two characters, the cop and uh, AJ Cook's character actually died in a wood chipper accident hmm. on the, on the, but that's not in the original cut. That's not in the final film. So I don't count that as um, you and all these deleted scenes drive me crazy. Well, I, 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 re- I made sure because <laughs> I was like, oh, God, he's going to fucking ask me one of these trick questions. He's going to say he's going to ask me that question. Do all the, do does everybody in the Final Destination franchise die? So I did not ask that question. We're not oh, even well, to that yet. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Are you done? Can I get into my number one now? No, I'm not done yet. OK, <laughs> but to answer your question. Yes, technically, um, A.J. Cook and the cop are the only two that actually survive mm. out of this whole franchise if you don't count the um alternate scene as but yeah i don't know there's just there's just a lot of nostalgia behind this film i think it's the it's the best made film of the franchise i know that i said the fifth one is the best looking film and that stands true but i feel like the third one is the best made one like i think that they actually took a lot of time to make this one to develop the characters to to develop the deaths and stuff like that. So I don't feel like this film was just a lazy, like attempt at a cash grab. I feel like they actually took a lot of time and effort to make this one. And it really shows to me because obviously this is my favorite one. I can watch it all the time. So yeah. Number one, final destination three. So are you done? I'm done. Are you sure? I I don't want to cut you off. (laughs) You've been going for 10 minutes. I just don't, I don't know if you wanted to keep going or not. Well, the one thing that I was surprised oh, when you... No, he uh, was not done. I knew it. Go ahead. Well, no, I just thought of something. Well, the one thing that I was surprised with is that you didn't bring up the whole um, concept of like her taking pictures and figuring out how like who dies from looking at the pictures. You didn't ever bring that up when you talked about the third one on your list. So wanted to make sure I brought that up. Yes. I... Um... I was that's one thing when I was looking at them doing the pictures I was like these t- with the exception of the gun with the nail gun thing and the few I don't know I just was like yeah it's okay it was all right it was okay I like yeah. the third one I don't want you to think I don't like it it just it had to fit somewhere on a top five list and it went third for me I just enjoyed the second one and my number one more okay that's 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 fine so that gets into my number one so my number one pick is Final Destination 5. And I really enjoyed this for a number of reasons. Um, honestly, I had never seen it before. To be truthful, I don't even know that I knew it existed. Um, again, I told you I'm not a huge fan of this franchise, but um, I was aware of the other ones, mostly the first four, I think. But um, So this movie was clearly shot with 3D elements. It was shot in 3D, but it looks so much better than the Final Destination. Um it doesn't look terrible. I actually think it looks good. There's a, there's a few parts where it's like, eh, which probably would, which I think uh, I did not watch this one with Abby, but I think I would when I was watching it, I was thinking that it may have been cool to see that in the theater, actually done in 3D, um, which I think it was mostly the stuff at the beginning with the bus scene or the um, yeah the bus collapse, the bridge collapse. Yeah. Um, for me, this movie has the most combined likable characters. Um, I know there's one that you can't stand, but out of just taking each movie individually, this had the most cast of characters that I liked and was rooting for. Um, and I actually cared when they died, to be honest. Um, well, one funny thing is, I don't know if and you know this, but I work in sales. So I actually had that immediate connection with this core group of people because <laughs> they work for the sales firm uh, or they're in sales for this company. 
and like the lingo they were using and, and all of that. I was like, Oh, I feel like I've, I've been on one of these retreats before. So it was like, uh, I thought that was cool. And for me being older now versus when I watched the first one and I can relate to these people more because they are all adults Mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, the third one, their kids, the first one, their kids, um, the second one, they're older, but they're still probably first year of college kids. I'm guessing. I don't really know. In the second one? Yes. Are they still in high school? Oh, no. School? They're like full-grown adults. Like, they're like probably in their like 30s. No. AJ yeah, Cook like is? The, the character who gets her head, like... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I meant like the first that first group of kids you first meet there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then the fourth one, we don't even need to get into that. But, <laughs> um, so I could just relate more to this cast of characters. Um, I... Also, like the fact they kind of did something different, which was um, with the the whole you take a life, you get that person's life. But what I enjoy about it is it's not just that you give this other person up to death and you get to continue living. You get to live their life to the fullest that it would have been had they lived. So if that person was supposed to die tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. that, right? Which I thought was very clever how they did that. Um, the other thing I liked was, um, the people that got off the bus, they all, they all knew each other. So it wasn't like the one thing I kind of didn't like about the second one is that none of them knew each other. So, well, most mm -hmm. of them didn't know each other. They were all strange. I think it, that happens in the first one. They're not friends. They know each other. They went to school together. They, you know what I mean? The fourth one, they're strangers. And then in the third one, they're, they go to school, but I don't know if they were all friends, but the main character couldn't stand the one guy. And then all of a sudden they kind of become love interests in the third one, which I thought was kind of funny. Cause that guy was such a douche at the beginning of it. Yeah. Well, and it's very subtle at the end because it's like when they're in the subway, the subway scene, he's like, Oh, I was going to hit you up afterward. And it's like yeah. very like subtle as if he was expecting her to be mad that he was there and didn't tell her. Exactly. So. <laughs> um, the other thing you hit on was the tension. I really do think they, and I like that in movies. That's one of my favorite thing about horror movies is when you have that tension, it doesn't have to be gory. It doesn't have to be a jump scare, but if you can build really good tension, which I think they do a great job of because that fucking laser eye scene, which just scares the shit out of me anyway. Cause I have thought about getting LASIK surgery. You won't do it now. <laughs> um, I, I may still, but just watching that and watching her get that thing in her eye, it was just like, yeah. oh man, this is before even anything had even happened to her. Just watching her get the the uh, surgery tool put in her eye, and then like you said, that gymnast scene is just it's so brilliantly put together because they had so many red herrings of what could have happened to her, like the nail falls down, the water drips, there's a loose bolt on the bar, and it's like. When, what is going to happen? And then when it finally happens, yeah. she slips off the bar or the bar comes loose and then she like dies that way. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't see that coming. Like that was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, not finally, but the Tony Todd, they do bring back him. And I like the fact that he's actually shown in the coroner's jacket and he's, he gives them the whole theory about balancing, you know, death's numbers and I thought that he did a uh, he played a better role in this than he did in the other one, so I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, I think he's like less over the top in this one than he is in the other two because in the yeah. first two he's very like much playing a character, like it's a very over the top character. And then this one it's more like he's more of like centered in realism. I feel like his character isn't as like over the top with his creepiness he's just you know, I don't know. right well he was a cameo basically in those oh. other ones he was because yeah. he plays the candy man so that's why he they're like oh look it's the guy that plays candy man whereas in this i feel like he's more of an integral part of the story 
which yeah. which I did like. Um, and then finally, I really, really like the twist at the end. In most cases, with this type of stuff, I pick up on it very quickly. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I had no idea that it was going to happen, even even up to the point where they're on a plane, just because I'm like, okay, they're going to Paris, it makes sense. And then like there's that uh, tussle that goes on, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, and then they even did a great job of having the – Scene from the original one in there, so I again, well they actually they actually had the characters come back. Oh, they, they did. They, mm-hmm. The so for that for that scene, they actually had the actors come back and re uh, re uh, live that scene again. So some of the actors that are in that scene are dressed the same. They almost look exactly the same. Like they refilmed that scene just for that. Oh, like, interesting. Rest. I thought they yeah. just used the original footage. Nope. Huh. So that's Kerr Smith, like now. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I, again, I think they deserve a lot of props for that because I, generally I pick up on that stuff pretty quick. So with all that said, the likable characters, the comedy aspect of it as well, because I thought there were certain parts of this that were funny, but it wasn't like over-the-top stupid. Um, and then the cringy kills were great, and then the twist at the end. That's why I put it at number one. So um, for me, number one is Final Destination 5. Very solid choice. That was almost my number one, but you can't beat three. So three, three had to be, <laughs> three had to be my number number one, no matter what. But I beat it twice, um, so I don't know if I can agree with you or not, sir. That's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> the that's the fun about this. We we can agree to disagree, and we have we. I mean, we were doing pretty good there for a minute. We were like two on two there for a second, and then you know, kind of straight off a little bit. But that's true. That's true. Our, our number ones are, or our number, your number one is only one away from my number one. So we were pretty close on this one, honestly. This might be one of the, mm-hmm. the well, I won't say it's the closest, but we were pretty close. We were pretty close, honestly. At one point, I may have had, like I said, I've had like four different versions of where I thought these fell, and I kept thinking about it and overthinking it, and that's just where it ended up. So yeah. Well, and as as far as like the dark humor in the fifth one that you were you were saying, there are some really funny lines, like mm-hmm. the part where they're at the funeral, and he's like reading off the names, and he's like, "Did he just say my name?" And she's like, "I'm sorry, I get really uncomfortable <laughs> with death." And he's like, "I see dead people." Like it's so like there's just so many good funny like, and then the whole the whole spa scene with the older Chinese lady. Oh my it's god, so that was great. Funny. That was great. And then the whole uh, the line that Olivia says when she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, we should have all seen that coming. And then she's like, why? You see all that crazy shit those gymnasts do. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. <laughs> I know, dude. There was definitely some good some good humor in it, and it was like uh, subtle humor, so it wasn't like in your face or, or kind of. I think four tried to have humor that was just obnoxious. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but dude, we're about to jump into your favorite. You've been dreading this, haven't you? This trivia session. Mm, I think I'll do fine. I, I think I feel fairly confident that I've seen. I don't know. I felt fairly confident about the Grudge franchise too. So we'll. I guess we'll see. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, ready? Uh, we'll see what happens. You ready to jump into it? Yeah. Are you I'm sure? Ready. You want to do some calisthenics? Maybe stretch. <sighs> All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm Here ready. Let's do this. Number one, what was the number of the plane in Final Destination 1? Flight 654, Flight 666, Flight 185, or Flight 180? That would be D, Flight 180. Oh, man. He's on a roll, kids. He's on a roll. (laughs) Get him some butter. Number two, why did the roller coaster crash in Final Destination 3? The controls malfunctioned. 
it crashed due to lack of maintenance, Frankie's camera was on the track, or there was water on the track? <sighs> See, that's like a trick question because... I didn't make this one up. I got it right out of a Final Destination No, I quiz, know. So I know. Don't overthink it. What? Okay, I'm just going to say Frankie's camera because that's what happens in the... That's directly what happens in the premonition is the camera gets stuck to the track and then that's what makes the hydraulics like rupture and stuff. I mean, the hydraulics are already kind of dripping. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I was confused about that question is because there's parts where you watch like right before they get on the roller coaster where you see the fucking track just like yeah the bolts come out yeah and it's like so is it the camera or is it because it's old so i'm gonna say the camera because that's the i mean that's what she sees in the premonition that directly uh leads to the crash so that is the correct answer i got this one wrong because i put that it was um due to lack of maintenance because frankie gets off of the roller coaster correct so he couldn't have actually made it crash that's that's very true so i got it wrong you got it right great job number three how many premonitions did wendy have three one two or four um two correct i got that one wrong too how many did you say she had uh i had no idea so i just said four Obviously, oh. I didn't even know her name. I called her Elizabeth. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Number four in Final Destination Two, does Kimberly or how does Kimberly die? No, the sorry. Number four in Final Destination Two, does Kimberly die? A yes, uh, or B no. <laughs> it's a fucking weird question. Oh, sorry. What? I'm I'm gonna say yes because technically she does die. Because she she drives into the lake with the the van, and then she, they had to bring her back. So yeah, she did technically die in Final Destination Two. That's correct. Yes, she was brought back to life, which gave her and Thomas a clean slate. You're four for four. Fuck yeah, dude. Number five. Which Final Destination one character's death prevented the originally planned death of Kimberly in Final Destination Two? A. Valerie Luton. B. Todd Wagner. C, Billy Hitchcock, or D, Terry Chaney? That would be B, Todd Wagner. Great job. She was watching a TV about his suicide when her mother was killed. (laughs) Yep. Number six, was Roy in the premonition of Final Destination 5? Yes, no, but he was annoying, so death killed him anyway. (laughs) No, Roy accidentally kills him. Yes, he falls into the water. Um. Okay, read those ones again because that was weird the way that those were worded. Not not that it was your fault that they were worded that way because you found these online, but mm-hmm. read that one. Read the read those again, please. Okay. Which, hang on. Six was Roy in the premonition of Final Destination Five. A yes. B nope. But he was annoying, so death killed him anyway. C no. And it says Roy, but it's not supposed to be Roy. Accidentally kills him. Or D, yes, he falls into the water. Okay, that's why I needed to read them off again because it was was the wrong name, so that threw me off a sec. I was like, huh? Um, It's C. That's correct. Six for six. I'm doing good. There's a connection between Olivia's actual death and her premonition death. What is it? A, in both of her deaths, she loses an eye. B, in both of her deaths, she has a teddy bear. 
C, in both of her deaths, she falls on a car. Or D, in the premonition, a car falls on her, but in her actual death, she falls on a car. Fuck. <laughs> um, I'm going to say D. That's correct. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a car falls on her, but she falls on the car. I that's mean, that's the know? correct answer. Yeah, number is. no. You are seven for seven. You might you might ace this whole quiz. Number, I hope so. Number eight at the racetrack. Nick sits on a bench that almost breaks. What does Hunt say to lay off of? A. Coke. B. Funyuns. C. Pizza or D. Nachos. Uh, Funyuns. That's correct. Eight for eight. In the final destination, during Carter's death scene, what brand of beer is he drinking? A. Bud Light. B, German Pilsner, C, Bush, or D, High Pale Ale? This is, which film is this? The Final Destination, during Carter's death scene. That's the racist guy, right? That's correct. Um, Well, I want to say Ace Pale Ale because it would foreshadow the second movie and the third movie, because I don't know if you've realized this, but when they're in the drive through of the third movie, the truck that pins them in is the same truck that Kimberly sees driving um, on the highway, the guy that's drinking the beer. Mm, gotcha. Um, but I feel like that's like the trick question, like with the, you know, in the garage one where you did the six, six, six thing, like the address of the police station. So I'm like, is it that I'm going to say that? Yeah. High pale ale. Yeah. That is the correct answer. This brand is also seen in Final Destination 2 and 3 and is a six-pack in Final Destination 5. Yep. Nine for nine. This is it. This is the last question. You could go 10 for 10. How many passengers died on flight 180? A, 237. B, 180. C, 287. Or D two hundred and eighteen. Hold on, let me let me. Uh... Are you gonna count all the people? No, I'm I'm trying to recollect what the news reporter says in the first movie when she. Uh... You are now seeing the first bit of debris that has washed ashore since Volley Flight 180 crashed and exploded shortly after a 9 p.m. 9:25 p.m. takeoff from JF Kennedy Airport. There are no known survivors. <sighs> mm-hmm. Two hundred eighty-seven. That's your final answer? Yep. If you get it wrong, you will not ace this quiz. Are you sure that's your final answer? I'm positive. Answer? 287, you got it correct. Woo! You went 10 for 10. Great job. Thanks, buddy. You really tried to like tried to get me to change my answer on that last one, didn't you? I just wanted you to <laughs> really feel confident in yourself. Yeah, I, I had to like I literally had to like think of what the news reporter says in my mind because I was like, it's 200 something, so it can't be it can't be the uh, the other two that you said so it had to be like one of those but I was like is it 237 or is it 287 so I had to like you know. great job I don't how many did I get Thanks, right buddy. on the evil dead do you remember I should have wrote that I down I think you missed two so I think you got eight out of ten on evil dead so I beat you the first month and you beat me the second month wonderful wow. look at that how great how great well shoot congratulations man i'm happy for Thanks, you buddy thank you why don't we recap our picks real quick you want to go first since this was your franchise 
Yeah. So at number five, I have Final Destination or The Final Destination, also known as Final Destination 4. Uh, number four, I have Final Destination. Number three, I have Final Destination 2. Number two, I have Final Destination 5. And at number one, I have Final Destination 3. All right. My picks are at number five. I've got The Final Destination or Final Destination 4. At number four, I have Final Destination 1. At number three, I have Final Destination 3. At number two, I have Final Destination 2. And at number one, I have The Final Destination 5. And that's it. Very nice. That's not bad. Not bad. Nope. We, we were we were okay. We were spot on there for the most part. Yeah. We, we were in some sort of agreement. Not really, but that's fine. If we if were we, all the same, it'd be a very boring world, Michael. Very true. Um, how how much did you enjoy watching these films, though, Josh? Um, not not much to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I'm glad I did. Honestly, though, I'm glad I did watch them. Um, and now yeah. I can can say that I've watched them. But yeah. Um, Probably not, maybe with the exception of the fifth one, probably won't go back and watch uh, many of the other ones. But I probably will watch the fifth one again because um, I had never seen it before. So, yeah. Yeah. So, not terrible. Come on, you wouldn't even watch the third one again? I'd watch the second one before I'd watch the third one, probably. Damn. Yeah. Sorry, man. Well, Sorry, it's man. Fine. It's fine. I'm finding right. out a lot about your uh, movie choices, though, as we record record these podcasts. So. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it's neither. It's just an uh, an, observation <laughs> an observation that I'm making. Yes, that I've that I'm uh, gaining gaining information. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, the moment you you've pl- been waiting for, you have been begging <laughs> me to tell you what I'm going to pick. Yeah, I have. I have, and I have not told you. You have not. You've tortured me for the last two weeks. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes. Tell the listeners what franchise you will be talking about on the next episode, Josh. Well, we will be talking about it. And the franchise I have picked, done a lot of research, Mm. dug into it. Is the suspense killing you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We are going to be discussing and ranking the films from the Hannibal Lecter franchise, which include Manhunter from 1986, The Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and Hannibal Rising. Very nice. That was not the franchise I was expecting you to say. No? So, no. Why I was is very that? Super- I don't know, just because like it wasn't a franchise that was even in my mind. So when mm. you said that franchise, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, were you like pleasantly surprised? Or were you like, oh, God. No, so I am pleasantly surprised because... Honestly, the only film that I remember watching out of all those is obviously Silence of the Lambs. I know I've seen Hannibal before, Mm. but it's been so long. So the other films I've never seen. So this is going to be a fun franchise to get into. Dude, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is one of my favorite book series. So that is why uh, I am excited to do the movies. I've seen all the movies, but I I really enjoy the books. I'm looking at them. You can't see, but I'm looking at them on my bookshelf. (laughs) I have all of them right there on the bookshelf. Uh, all Thomas Harris books, fantastic books. Um, but yeah, so that'll be the next uh, franchise we jump into. It'll be the Hannibal Lecter franchise. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to it because, like, yeah, I haven't seen any of the other ones. Well, I don't remember seeing any of the other ones except for, you know, 
uh, Silence of the Lambs. So it'll be very fun. It's going to be fun. fun. It's going to be fun for you, man. It's going to be an interesting conversation. We'll see where we rank these. Hopefully we get into a big fight, a big fist fight over Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. But, well, with that being said, why don't, we, uh, why don't we wrap it up here? So, yeah, guys, that uh, wraps up the Final Destination franchise, episode number four. So tune in for the next episode where me and Josh will be talking about the Hannibal franchise. So very exciting i'm very excited so thank you again for doing this episode with me josh i had a really good time with you as always i had a blast i'm looking forward to the next one i can't wait to hear uh, your thoughts on the franchise hopefully you love it i hope so um i really i do like silence of the lamb so i'm sure i'm sure i'll like this franchise i think it'll be fun so i agree but uh yeah until next time guys um bye cue the music damn it i gotta do that (laughs) 